Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily. Then distribute it everywhere and even earn money. And you can do that all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, and this is my personal testimony, of course, I feel like having options like video podcasts and Q&A and polls has let me be creative on another level. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Previously on... Lonely boys. An emotional affair is just as bad as a physical one. Oh, please. Nobody is buying that. Emotional affairs are necessary to keep a marriage alive. And how many times have you been divorced? Allison, this is not about Lily. This is about you and me. (laughs) Exactly. And if we're going to have any chance, then she can't be here. What, for Thanksgiving? Or ever? Oh, you can't be serious. I am. Look, I've made mistakes and I know that. But if she's in your life, you're never going to get over her. Allison... This is it, Rufus, okay? If you want to make this work, then you have to make a choice. Pick me, pick me. Hey, Upper East Siders, and welcome back to yet another episode of the Lonely Boys Podcast. We are here to break down Season 1, Episode 10 of Gossip Girl, High Society. My name is Matthew Thomas Gagan. I plan to be a member of Yale's class of 2013. I will continue to summer in Southampton and volunteer my time to children's charities. And now I'd like to present Brendan Connor Ruppel. Mr. Ruppel hopes to bed as many billionaires as he can before (laughs) settling down to... Oh, oh my, oh my God. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. I was was hoping you'd say that (laughs) once I realized the direction you were going. I was like, I hope he says I'm going to fuck a bunch of millionaires. Yeah, I was wondering how I'd introduce you. And then when, <laughs> when there was a, just a solid introduction just being, being done on the episode myself, I was like, oh, this this seems like a yeah. good one. We might have found, like, I might scrap the whole creepy uncle thing and just say that every time <laughs> I come on. your intro every time. Yeah, it's really good. You hope to bet as many, for now, many billionaires this, yeah, as you can is... before settling down. To, but then it, <laughs> every time it'll have to end with, oh, my God, sorry. Like, I didn't realize I'm reading the Oh, my God, thing. sorry. <laughs> Well, for now, until until we officially change over, I am your co-host, Brent Ruppel, the Creepy Uncle of Podcasting, a.k.a. Uncle Cream. Hi, diddly ho, to Cream Nation. And you know what? Let's just let's just get into it, I guess. This is a, uh, we we finally have the Gossip Girl Cotillion episode, the debutante ball. This is a, a staple of the Josh Schwartz teen drama, and mostly every uh-huh. show I've watched of his, there there is one episode that centers around a bunch of rip, rich kids going to a Cotillion. See, did, did he like grow up in a rich? Like, is he a rich kid? Because how, how does he have the inspiration for all these? Yes, I believe balls and whatnot. I believe he was the uh, to use OC terms. I believe he's the Seth Cohen. But I guess to use Gossip Girl, the closest person he'd be is the Dan Humphrey, where he's kind of like the outsider going to the school with the bunch of rich kids and kind of just like making fun of he them from the all, outside. Yeah, right. he okay. sees it all, but doesn't gotcha. want to like participate in it. So, but he knows enough about it to be able to write an entire series about yeah, it. Yeah, this is his life. This is what he, you know, know what you write, and this is what he writes. That's cool. Yeah, interesting. Uh, do you have any experience with a uh, cotillion or debutante balls? Have you es- no, escorted I mean, anyone? You, uh, <laughs> you, you mentioned that word last week with Kirsten, and I didn't know what you guys are talking about, and I still was confused when you said it just now. Well, there's a uh, there's a cotillion episode of Gilmore Girls. 
Yeah, this actually this this episode in particular, like at ten episodes in, reminded me a lot of uh, Gilmore Girls plots, especially with like the grandma coming in and wanting her like her granddaughter to be wedded with uh, another person that's like an heiress. It was very very Emily and Richard like. Yeah, we get Grandma Cece here, who was af- having just finished watching Gilmore Girls myself, uh, was giving off some Emily Gilmore vibes, but like it, em- the bad parts yeah, though. But, like, worse, because Emily Gilmore always yeah. kind of had, like, a heart to her. She was never, like, explicitly evil, just kind of, like, bad-intentioned. But Cece kind of seems, like, yeah. very malicious. Yeah, and at least Emily's fucking hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> See, uh, Cece was giving me some good laughs as well. Actually, yeah, she, she, she did. That's true. Um. So, all right, so let's get into it. Uh, Serena's plan on not attending the annual cotillion ball is sidetracked when her grandmother Cece persuades her to attend. Nate sees Blair's new buoyant attitude and entrusts Chuck to find out the reason, in which Chuck tells Nate she is having an affair with St. Jude's alumni, Carter Bazin, creating drama at the ball. Blair finds out Chuck did this for personal gain and ends the affair, returning to Nate once more and consummating her love to him during a passionate night. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Jenny attends the ball despite it being on the same night as Allison's art gallery opening. Uh, like I said, this episode is called High Society. Do you know what uh, f- film or book or play or anything that it is in reference to? Isn't there a literal movie called High Society? Just like, but like, H-I-G-H. Brandon, you are exactly correct. <laughs> wow. I'll give you a bonus point if you can tell me what year the movie is from. Oof. Well, before 2007, so I'm going to guess 2004. Uh, this says 1956, so you're a little off, but I will... <laughs> uh, I was feeling really, really confident, and uh, I was, I was about, you, I'm sure you're about to compliment me for doing so well with these lately. Yeah. And then I, you made me look like an idiot. Well, yeah, I had to. I had to bring you down a peg. Uh <laughs> You really messed up last week, so I'm glad that you're back on board. Batting over 500, okay. still you're five for nine overall. All right, um, I, I've got like a good Pablo Sanchez average right now. That's right, the the best ever play. Probably as they're saying, fans out there, <laughs> um, of which there are many. I think there's a huge overlap yeah, between uh, backyard baseball and Gossip Girl fans. I think so. Uh, this episode aired on December 5th, 2007. So we're uh, we're nearing the mid season finale here. We're nearing the end of the end of the first calendar year of Gossip Girl. Wow. And jumping right into the action, it is debutante season. Blair, we we see Blair and Serena kind of walking next to each other, uh, talking about yeah. the event. And Blair said she's going with Prince Theodore instead of Nate. And I was like, who is this? Did I forget about an entire character? Do we have Prince Theodore? Yeah, it sounds like she's talking about, like, is it the, the nickname for Nate's dick? Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was like, do we have an actual prince, prince escorting Blair to the uh, to the ball tonight? I don't remember this at all. But uh, he, he gets quickly discarded. So uh, she. I, I do. I also love this this opening scene where they're just walking down the street and they're out. Like I love their school outfits. Like they're cool, like loose ties. I think I've never been more attracted to these two as a pair. Wow, look at that. I agree. I, I love their outfits yeah. here as well. Um, she she says she's finally realizing how self involved Nate was in their in their relationship, which I had to laugh because I feel uh. like Blair is usually the self involved one here. <laughs> yeah, um, it's funny. Yeah, she doesn't like. But I, I'm, I'm glad she understood like how like oh you know what Nate is so annoying and angsty he's always brooding. <laughs> yes, she, like, she said yeah, he was. I'm, I'm glad you noticed. Brooding and tortured. A, a girl wants Romeo, not Hamlet. Now, in, in your right. experience, is this true? Because I've I've been out front about this. I I love a whiny sad boy. Um, are you, are you asking me if this has worked for me? Like, which one have I have I gotten success with? Yeah, are you a Romeo or a Hamlet? Um, I think I'm more like one of the Three Stooges. That, that seems <laughs> the, the classic me. Shakespeare play, The Three Stooges. <laughs> it's fun. He does do a lot of comedies. 
yeah, I, that's basically that's basically where they come from. You know, I I love uh, yeah. not not to go back to the Gilmore Girls well, but I I love me some Jess. I love uh, I love I love yeah, that's true. Love Catcher in the Rye. Love uh, love the cinematic love uh, the cinematic masterpiece Boyhood. I haven't seen Boyhood. Oh, it's uh, that's one of your favorite movies. Though, famously, isn't it? my second favorite film. Second favorite. Wow. All right, we'll watch it together for uh, an episode. I have to warn you, it centers around uh, a very whiny, sad boy. <laughs> That's okay. I, I like Jess. Out of all those you mentioned, Jess is my, one of my favorite characters in the show. Not a big catcher in the rye guy? I uh, never read. Uh, I didn't have to read it for school. I actually read it uh, Read it on my leisure. Is that the one that makes you want to murder a beetle? Um, <laughs> uh, I am not, I'm not sure. Either a beetle or Ronald Reagan or someone. <laughs> somebody okay but it makes you a little trigger happy yeah um so serena's gonna remind blair here that, that romeo actually died but but blair says you know at least he died for something exciting i love that looking on the bright side there and uh yeah. she wants her debutante ball to be something to die for uh, like i said i would not know what debutante balls or cotillion were if it wasn't for josh no. schwartz including them in all of his shows like and i feel like i'm <laughs> I'm like an expert now like i know like as soon as they start talking about it, i'm like ah yes of course cotillion the time-honored tradition that we are all uh, aware cotillion. of we all love a good debutante ball. <laughs> Teaching us us uh, simpletons. Yes, and they're they're not the only ones discussing. Chuck is back this week after another absence last week, and uh, yes. he's talking with Nate. Nate is wondering who's escorting Blair, and Chuck asks if it's because he's having remorse sex fantasies about her. And um, then he says, you know, I understand that this is on network television, so Chuck can't just casually drop F-bombs, but him saying to Nate... Don't f with an effer is so ridiculous, and yeah. <laughs> not anything anyone would ever say unless yeah. they were aware that they were on a television show. That's like one of my favorite uh, workarounds for like motherfucker on network television is when they say "muckalucka" in the Pineapple Express. Oh TV yes, version. that that edit. That's is a really good one. Muckalucka, <laughs> and that's what he should have said. He's, he should have been like, "Don't muck with a lucka." <laughs> yeah, it's something like that. Don't muck with a luck on Nathaniel. <laughs> Instead, we get don't f with an effer, which I, I would like that. Uh, Nate still doesn't know that Chuck and Blair are, are effing, as Chuck would say. <laughs> and uh, I, I guess Nate is noticing that like Blair's happier right now, and this is enough to make him fall back in love with her. Because we're gonna get Nate smitten with Blair out of nowhere again, all of a sudden in this episode. Yeah, isn't it funny how they're both miserable when they're together, and then they're both seeing each other like happy and different without each other, and they're attracted to each other again. Yeah, he has come to terms so many times with how Blair is not the one for him. It's right to break right. break it off with her. Blair has finally gotten over him, and now he's just like, oh, man, I miss her. Yeah. I guess she's happy because she's not with me. Oh, I should get her back. Um, Yeah. Y- you hate to see it. Uh, J- yeah, Jenny, yeah. also talking about the ball with Dan. Uh, this is all anyone wants to talk about right now is they're all walking to school, I guess. Uh, at least Dan's here to let us know that uh, the ball is out of touch and totally classist. Someone who is not just totally uh you know singing its praises and dan dan claims mm-hmm. that he and serena will not be going he's just gonna meet her grandma and y- you mentioned that that uh you loved blair and uh serena's going to school outfits gotta say i love jenny's hat here <laughs> i don't i don't know if i could agree with that it's very it's very silly I mean, <laughs> yeah i like it ironically but jenny jenny had an overall like i'm not gonna show my hand too much here but jenny had an overall bad episode like outfit wise attitude wise just like jenny's worst episode maybe of the series i'd love to wear that hat (laughs) but when we did meet uh cc i was impressed like every generation of 
uh, Vanderwoodson's is attractive. Like this is like she straight up gilf stats. Oh, you so you had a little something for Grandma Cece. Mm-hmm. Wow. That a doubt. Good for you. Yeah. Uh, now you mentioned that Jenny. Uh, this might be her worst episode. And I agree. She is uh, more annoying in this episode as usual. But um, I don't think she acts any any different than any uh, teenage girl would really act. No. Yeah, that's fair. But I think I have more hope for her because she has had some great episodes in previous. You know, just a little, a little more like her acting like her age in this one. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll we'll get to all of that and we'll break that down. Yeah. For now, we're, yeah. we're switching back and forth between the duos. Uh, Blair has been chosen as some prestigious New York Times article thing. Nate Bla- misses Blair. We also find out that uh, his dad's in rehab, so that that's good, I guess. And Serena says mm-hmm. uh, she doesn't want to go. So we just get a little uh, a little setup for everything um, about what's to come. Yeah, and Grandma seems fine with that for now. And yeah, and so everyone shows up for ah yes, dance class for Cotillion. Uh, obviously, this is something I've never had to go to. I'm I'm way too lower class for this. Uh, this classist tradition. I- I'm assuming you haven't been yeah, to. Gagans, you're like a up, upper. We're both like upper lower class. Oh, is that what you describe us as? Yeah, I think so. Um, so I, I I'm assuming you also have not gone to a Cotillion dance cl- lesson. But have you gone to any dance lessons at all? No, I, I think well the the main like professional dancing I've done is is with with you at our uh, our powder puff training for senior year. Ah yes, that was fun and we killed that. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. We we crushed it. Also, another thing I had to learn some dancing was for was uh the one time I did a theater production in college of the Drowsy Chaperone and let, let me tell you, killed that as well. Mm. I think you know, you give me some steps yeah. I can master, master them. Yeah, you could do it. I am uh, quite the dancer. You learned the SpongeBob pretty quickly. Yeah, and I still use that party trick. Yeah, that's one of your favorites. I know. I used it at the uh the Molly DeRosa wedding a couple months ago. Oh yeah, <laughs> Every, everyone, loved, everyone it. loved it. I was God. I, I bet people are still talking about it to this day. Whenever you're in a circle by yourself, you break that shit up. People go go wild for it. You got to do best it. Best feet you got going there. You, people love it. Yep. So um, Lily arrives at at dance class and she sees Dan and Jenny and she she goes Dan, Jenny. It's so good to see you. Is she? Is she saying to both of them it's good to see you? Is she already warming up to Dan here, or was it literally just like, Dan, you get away. Jenny, it's good to see you. Yeah, Dan, moving on. <laughs> Jenny, good to see you then. So I guess she hasn't warmed up to him yet if she if she's only if it's only good to see Jenny right now and she couldn't give a shit about Dan. <laughs> just acknowledging Dan's there. Yeah. Serena says that uh, Grandma Cece was the chairwoman for this event for 15 years. Now they've asked Lily to join the committee. Um, Jenny clearly wants to be here. Dan mentions, like, oh, she apparently loves this stuff. Uh, and Lily asks Jenny why she doesn't volunteer. So Jenny Jenny says she's still in the outs with Blair, but Lily, Lily's like, okay, well, it doesn't matter if Blair's asking you to. I'm asking you to. And Jenny's ecstatic. We mentioned we, we love when Jenny, you know, gets excited about something. She's very, very adorable. And uh, this is something she really wants. She looks excited. Um, I also like that Lily's offering this up. Like Lily just becomes more and more likable as the show goes on, and which makes her more and more attractive, obviously as well. Yes, I, um, I will flag up again. She is more of a mother to Jenny in this episode than she is to Serena and Eric on a regular basis. <laughs> That's true. Do we do we know at this point that Jenny has obligations, like other than the fact that she said she might be busy Sunday? No, the only thing we get. The only, yeah, it gets flagged up when uh, she's like, okay, be there Saturday night. And Lily's like, actually, it's Sunday. And she says, Sunday? Yeah. Ooh, uh, let me call you. Yes. Okay. So I was, okay. Thought I missed something. Um, Grandma Cece has arrived. The apple of Brendan's eye. The uh, <laughs> That's probably the wrong way to describe it. <laughs> the, <but>. idea- <laughs> the ideal Vanderwoodson. That's right. And uh, 
She arrives. We, we get a great eye roll from Lily upon her entrance, and then Cece immediately wants to start <laughs> drinking. Um, great, great entrance. What? Present the family. What did you think overall of Grandma Cece? We discussed her a little bit at the top of the episode, but what are what are your overall thoughts? Good of her? first impressions. I mean, like I didn't think she was going to be a villain when she first walked in, and I like I love the uh, the move of like get me a fucking drink. Yeah, she um, obviously runs in the family. She, I think, she probably gets just as drunk as Serena on Thanksgiving. Oh yeah, she comes in hot. She, this is her first episode, yeah. and it is a great one for her. I think. Yeah, uh, yeah, she's good. I, um, she is she in more, in more of these? Oh, she'll be back. She'll be back. Okay. Um, Serena seems like she's setting Dan up for failure right away. She's like, "No, Grandma loves honesty. Tell her what you think of Cotillion. Do it. Tell her what you think of the ball, Dan. Do it. Yeah. She's gonna love it." Serena is like it. It comes through again in this episode, but Serena is so incredibly naive. It's so funny. She's like, this is what my grandma does for like a living. Tell her how much you hate it. Yeah, and she just thinks like everyone is gonna like love it. I like she just really just thinks the best of people for some reason and thinks that they're gonna yeah. like s- see things how she sees them. Yeah, she's I guess she's sweet, but she's also just fucking dumb. Yeah, but she's cute. I mean, I you got you you and again Kirsten talked about how last week that these two are kind of in their prime as a couple in the first season. Yes. And like this episode in particular, maybe really like, I, I'm starting to really enjoy the two of them together. They have great chemistry. And like you said, it could partially be because they were dating at this time. Mm-hmm. But I'm really sad that this is not going to last forever because the two of them, I, I'm having a good time with them on screen together. Hey, who says they're not going to last forever? I don't know. I just, I can't, I can't. This is a long show. That's true. Something, something's got to happen. You can't just have them be yeah. happy for six seasons. Um no. Dan tells Cece that Cotillion seems antiquated. People spend all this money to have their daughters basically dance in front of others for attention. And he's right, but mm-hmm. uh, also should should be aware that this is not what Cece's going to want to hear as the chairwoman for the last 15 years. Um, yeah. It's hard to tell right now if Dan's making a good impression with his honesty here or not. But obviously, At the moment, it looks like it. Yeah, obviously we know in, in hindsight he is not. But also, <laughs> he never had a chance, really. He was encouraged to say what he felt, so he, he did what he was told. And uh, at the moment, it was like, oh, you know what? Maybe she is cool. Yeah, and Cece was never going to accept him anyway. Right. He had no Especially when he hears the last name and she, she notices something is up and goes to Lillian's like, Dan Humphrey, is it? Humphrey? Of the Humphrey clan of Rufus? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she knows she knows something's up there. And uh, Lily's just like, uh, yes, mother, it's another Humphrey. Yeah, she smells up dog a mile away. <laughs> um, we get a nice uh, steamy Chuck and Blair makeout session now. Although uh, that was a good makeout session, they are fully clothed, and not that I'm saying they should fully be clothed, naked, no. but Chuck did not yeah. even take off his button up. They they cannot be comfortable right now. Yeah, he might, he might as well have still had his stupid scarf on. Yeah, did they have their shoes on? I wouldn't be surprised if they still had their <laughs> shoes on. To be honest, yeah, they had snow boots on, and they're discussing how they have to keep it secret still he can't tell nate she doesn't want anyone to know but why don't they just start telling people and just be the it couple of the school uh maybe it's on on blair's account maybe she's like embarrassed to be seen dating chuck so that sounds ridiculous yeah i guess i guess there's a probably a stigma that goes with chuck that uh she might get some judgment and now yeah for sure now chuck doesn't want nate to know obviously now that nate is back in love with blair out of nowhere Right, and, he, and he's, still, he's been doing a good job of keeping a secret from his best friend, honestly, yeah. to this point. And speak of the devil, their makeout session is interrupted because Nate is at the door. And like I mm-hmm. said, all of a sudden, Nate into Blair again. He, he, now that he can't have her, like, come on, Nate, what, what are you doing? We've already been down this come road. Come on, buddy. Uh, and he says he hasn't worn this sweater in forever, and he just pulled it out today, and he found this. Blair, Blair's pin. She sewed it there so she would always have her heart on his sleeve. And, uh, you know, I'm calling bullshit. I'm not buying this. Nate. You didn't just randomly pull this sweatshirt out of nowhere and say, oh, look, there's a pin. Let me go show. Let me go show Blair. This is 
this is a manipulation tactic. This is oh, yeah. this is something out of the Vanderwoods in playbook. <laughs> um, but also, is he really smart enough to think of something like that? Probably not. Maybe he had some help yeah. somehow. I don't know. He seemed, he seemed kind of genuine. Uh, well, um, his mess. It's also kind of nice to see him like not with his cokehead father and narcissist mom. Like, it's nice to see him trying to be like to better himself. I'm like, oh, you know, maybe I should get back with this girl. Yeah, nice. Even I don't agree. I don't agree with like them as a couple, but like it's nice to see him trying to get up out of bed and not be so brutal. That's true. Nice to see get a Nate get a win this episode. Yeah. Uh, Nate's master plan worked. Uh, she wants to go to the ball with him now instead of the prince. Instead of Prince Theodore, um, they're gonna go as friends though, not as not as lovers. Just yeah. <laughs> Um, so J- Jenny's going to visit Rufus at the gallery and Jenny frames as well. She's like, I, I got a volunteer position at a charity she- is what she opens up with. Rufus seems impressed, but, uh, the ball it's on Sunday night, which apparently is the same day as her mom's big art opening. And I have to ask, why is everything happening on Sunday night? That's a good question. I, I'm a, a huge hater of like Sunday events. Like Sunday night is like the worst time to do anything. Especially Sunday night. It's like the end of the weekend. Ugh. You're tired. You just want to lay That's down and, and dread the upcoming week. We have a not one, but two big events that are going on on a Sunday night. Like, terrible. I don't understand why they – like it makes sense for a ball to be on a Saturday, I would say. I don't know. I don't know how these debutante balls work. Maybe they're yeah, always I, on Sundays. But it would make sense to have these conflicting events happen on like a Saturday instead of a Sunday. Right. And they're writing this episode. Like they made this up. So they could have made it up to be both on Saturday. Yeah. But uh, they're both on a Sunday for some reason. Uh, Rufus says no. Jenny's pissed. And, you know, especially knowing that – so Rufus – is like no absolutely not for this and we know later that rufus is gonna essentially almost force dan to go this is kind of frustrating that jenny's gonna get all this shit for wanting to go and she actually wants to go but uh dan doesn't want to go but not only is dan not going to get in trouble for going but rufus is actually going to like want him to go right and that was a little bit of selfishness on his part and just trying to live vicariously through dan and he's like i don't care just just get at it just go just yeah, do it. Like, like, but he's like, I gotta have one ch- child representing the clan over here. You say Jenny's annoying this episode, this but I would be very pissed too if I wanted to go to this event and they were saying, "No, you can't go. You're gonna be grounded." And then I find out that, oh, out, oh, but yeah. Dan doesn't even want to go, and he's there, and no one gives a shit. Yeah, I'd be pissed. <laughs> yeah, I'd be. Yeah, this is a classic, like annoying parenting. Like, there's like this doesn't make any sense. Like, you would try and logic with your parents, and they're just like, "No, this is just the way it is," and like that's not an argument. Hashtag. But okay, I guess you're the parent. Hashtag Team Jenny. Um, even more salt in the wound when Allison dares to come home with clothes for Jenny from the thrift shop. And Jenny's just like, uh, the kids I go to go with school with shop at Saks and Bendel's. I can't be walking around in someone's old shoes. Ugh. A very icy delivery. I think she's learning. Icy. She She's clearly under Blair's tutelage here. She is uh, learning from the best. Yeah, I hated that line. It, it, was make me, it made me so sad. It gave me chills. I was like, oh my You're God. So rude. Oh my goodness, Jenny. This is not the sweet little Jenny we know. <laughs> I know. It made me sad. This is episode two, Jenny, with the hydrangeas. So tough. Um. And then we get our first scene of the Vanderwoodson girls. Um, all, all three generations of, I, I guess Cece isn't technically uh, Vanderwoodson, but she married a Vanderwoodson. So we get the three generations of the Vanderwoodsons all, mm-hmm. you know, hanging out. Uh, Serena leaves for a second, so Lily and Cece start chatting. And Lily, Lily knows Cece must be upset because of how upset she was when Lily didn't go to the ball. But and she's like, "Oh, I bet you came here to try to convince Serena." And Cece says, "Uh, no, she actually came here because the doctors have found something in her lungs." And th- this seems pretty serious, Brendan. It, it does sound serious, and I just want to say right off the bat, uh, I did not laugh at this. Wow, growth. <laughs> now, if you <laughs> no laughing. if you actually saw her uh like pass out because of her illness, you probably would have laughed. <laughs> then that would have been pretty funny. Just hearing about it, that's not funny to you though. Not funny enough. No. 
Yeah, so I think they I was actually I was trying to punch up that whole scene actually in my head as I was watching it. <laughs> yeah, she should have fainted. Missed opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> yes, at this at this point when I watched this scene, I'm like, oh, that's uh, we just met this person that she's dying. All right. Yeah, Lily is obviously very concerned. Cece says all she wants is to see her granddaughter make her debut. This immediately works on Lily, but red flags already starting for me. Um, and especially with the look she gives, uh, looks like Cece might be even more manipulative than the than the rest of them. Yeah, she's uh, she's been doing this a long time. Yes, she has. She knows she knows all the tricks, and it, it seems like she might be making. Uh, she might be doing the old fake illness play. At this point, did you think she was she was faking? No, I, I think I think once we started to see more of her manipulation. I started to think that might have been part of her plan. But at this point, when she first reveals it, there's no reason not to believe her. Yeah, I think, I mean, I knew that she was going to reveal that uh, she was faking. So maybe I'm a little biased or whatever. But I think as soon as she says it, she's like, all I want, my dying wish is just for Serena to go to this debutante ball. It's all I want. And then she kind of gives like a look when she's hugging Lily. I'm like, something. Like she she winks at the camera. Something (laughs) doesn't seem right here, Cece. I'd hate to be the one and say that you're lying about your uh, potentially terminal illness. But uh, I'm I'm going to say it. It was such a serious illness that you're like, oh, she wouldn't lie about that, would she? Because you don't know her well enough at that point. But I, I guess I can see what you're saying, though. It seems slightly suspicious. Right. Like, would she really do this? And then we'll find out later she does. And almost like comically later on oh i love that oh, love no. that reveal <laughs> that, uh, got a, I got, that got a laugh uh, later but yeah, joke we'll of the episode maybe, maybe fake cancer joke of the episode <laughs> <laughs> um so mr nate archibald is getting his suit fitted uh blair's late presumably because she's having yet another makeout session with chuck uh she's clearly distracted when she gets there nate's trying so hard to impress her where where was this energy when his parents were trying to force him to love uh, her where did this change come from if, if only his dad wasn't in rehab and could see him now he'd be so proud of nate yeah i, I think it's just him being like i think maybe he's not being pushed by his parents to do this and since he's doing it under his own volition he's maybe more into blair but i think just the pressure of his parents like you gotta do this he's like i, I don't like her that much but when She's not his anymore, and his parents aren't bothering him about it. He's like, oh, this girl's kind of kind of cute. Yes, son. I may not have landed the Waldorf account, but you're landing the Waldorf. Yeah, what a gross line. Stay tuned for next episode when, when Nate's like, I kind of miss applying to Dartmouth University. I kind of want to go to Dartmouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why would I want to go to California, Dartmouth? It looks kind of happy to me. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like him. Uh, so Nate, Nate uh, picks up Blair's phone because she drops it after getting a bunch of texts. He wants to know who's texting her so much. And Blair's just clearly trying to avoid Nate this whole time. She she kind of hustles out of there. Um, Blair also mentions here that her mom went to Paris at the last minute. So it sucks that um, Blair won't have her mom in attendance for this, I guess, probably big event for her, her big debut. Yeah, I mean, I guess she's kind of used to this kind of thing, though. She, got, she did get a dress from her mom, though, right? A custom dress? Yes, she did. It still sucks, yeah. though. Yeah, well, maybe we'll get, well, as her mom continues to drop the ball, maybe we'll get some more Dorota. I've been hearing so much about Oh, ho, ho, I hope so. I remember her name this time. Yes, very good. Spotted. Nate Archibald learning you don't know a good thing till it's gone and found someone else. But, like, also Nate is, like, weirdly smiling when Gossip Girl says this, so it doesn't really, like, match up. He's, like, looking at Blair as she leaves, and he's like, oh, that Blair, what are we going to do with you? Yeah. <laughs> Nate has some funny, uh, like, end-of-scene looks. Like, later on, he gives, like, Nate, uh, he gives Chuck the wink as he's going to yes. go. Yes, Nate, Nate is killing Blair. it with these, with these looks. Yeah. I also love just like a uh, pouty looking off into the distance, Nate. 
Yeah, that's that's always good too. He's uh, got a good jawline for that. Let's, yeah, very good. Let's go. Let's go shoe shopping. Uh, Jenny's lied. Let's Jenny go. has lied. She's told Lily that her parents were okay with Jenny to the ball, uh, going to the ball, and, and hanging out with a uh, cool mom, Lily here. But on yes. a small island like Manhattan, of course, Allison is also at the very same store at the same time. <laughs> this was bound to happen. Tiny, tiny it's such island. a small island. It is. It's true. And she, Lily, notices her here, and, and she goes, "Allison, didn't expect to see you here." Very, very shady from Lily. Nice. <laughs> like, clearly, yeah. you cannot afford this this store. Right. <laughs> was this your Was this your joke of the episode? No, I, I, I feel like that was not even like meant to be a joke by Lily. I think she just like was. She looked genuine in what she was saying. It was like she's just like naturally an ice cold woman. Yeah, we have mentioned that, also very funny. that Lily can shit on your life without even trying. So this yep. may have just been yep. that. Um, Allison, pretty much in this conversation, just finds out that Jenny's planning to go to this big event. She's obviously hurt, and she goes to leave. Um, and when Jenny says she'll come with her, Allison says no. And then, you know, instead of trying to, you know, talk to her daughter, she's just going to continue to be upset with her and storm off. Uh, I, I, I mean, obviously, I hate Allison, so everything I, I, that happens, I'm going to look at through these, uh, these lenses of Allison is the worst, but yeah, you know, Jenny's an annoying. I'm on Allison's side here. Jenny's being an annoying teenager, but Allison's being yeah. an annoying adult, and she's the adult. So just try to, just try to talk to your kid. Ask like why this is such a big deal to her. What's going on? Instead of just being like, no, this is my art show, and I I haven't seen you in three months, and I just completely abandoned you. But you're not allowed to abandon me for one night because you have to look at my shitty art that no one wants to buy. Yeah, it is shitty. But <laughs> I mean, she's trying to do something nice. She's trying to buy. These she's not she saying that. All she's saying is, no, you have to come. She's not saying it would mean a lot to me. She's not saying she's not asking Jenny like what's going on with her. She's just trying to waltz into town after a whole summer gone and then some, and try to lay down the law all of a sudden like she's mom of the year again. Right. Yeah. And you could you could be right. She's trying to make up for lost time, and it's not coming off super well. Um. But I think uh, Jenny just feels a little bit guilty, and she's like, you know, we'll just talk about this later. I'm not gonna like try and make a scene in the store right now, though. Yeah, so Brendan's always going to be team parents here. He loves laying down the law. I like the parents. He hates Even though I really, I do hate Allison. Hates I'm kids. still with you on that, but I, I honestly, the, the part, the scenes I liked the most in this episode were probably the Rufus and Lily love story again. Like I'm, I'm really yeah, into that was the good. Parents. Everything, I, yeah. Cece and everything Lily this episode was a plus. It was great. Everything else, not so much, but Cece and Lily, both anything that was centering around them this episode was just incredible to watch. Top notch. Um, speaking of Lily, she must know something's up here because, uh, that was a weird interaction between Jenny and, and Allison. So she must've picked up on uh-huh. something there. Uh, Dan and Serena. It, and especially after last week too, like, why are you hanging out with my daughter? Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Especially when she issued the ultimatum, Jenny should have been like, you didn't give me an ultimatum, mom. You just gave dad an ultimatum. <laughs> um, Dan and Serena are in the elevator on the way to some fancy party that's going on at Lily's house. I guess like the, the pre, the pre ball, uh, pre game, I guess. Uh, Ser- sure. Serena's going to the ball. She tells Dan. Dan seems pretty okay with it. Uh, they're they're in that honeymoon phase where Serena could probably do anything, and Dan would probably be okay with it. And he also says he would do anything for an ill grandparent, which is good to know, I guess. <laughs> you know me. But if there were you know ill, me. he would be like, oh, I'll give a shit about. You them. know me. I do. No lung cancer. Do anything for an ill grandparent. <laughs> um, they they arrive at this fancy Vanderwoodsen party, and and look who's returned, Carter Bazin. Did you miss him? Ah. I wasn't sure if it was the same guy I was thinking of during the, uh, was it episode four, yes, maybe? Yes, yes. Um, I was like, that guy looks familiar. This could be the guy that screwed over Nate at the uh, the gambling 
yeah, earlier. He's, uh, and then as it went along, I was like, okay, this is the guy. Yeah, he's, and, uh, he's, he uh, he's sporting a different look now. He's not the... Uh... Yeah, looks a little different. Um, didn't uh, didn't have too much going on this episode. He was more just like a plot device, I felt like. Yeah. Um, apparently he's uh, supposed to be. Yeah. Apparently he's supposed to be Serena's escort, and so Serena. I mean, uh, Cece tries to introduce Dan to Carter as Serena's friend, but Serena's very quick to correct her. You know, much to Cece's dismay. Good, good, good for Serena not drawing that out and just being like, no, 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 he's my boyfriend. We're not. No, nothing's going on here with me and you, Carter. Um, Blair asks if <laughs> this is this guy. This guy. Um, maybe the biggest laugh of me, and it's not so much the line, but like the editing that happens here where Blair asks if anyone wants tea and it is such a quick quick cut immediately to CC going that, uh, I don't like my eyes to get lonely dear <laughs> it killed me <laughs> <laughs> like it is literally it's like it almost like it the editing good. almost cuts off Blair mid sentence to show CC like getting wasted in, in her chair being like I don't like my eyes to get lonely dear no that that was that was really good there's another uh good like quick editing scene later on in the episode that cuts straight to Blair uh, for the debutante, like when it's about to actually happen there, like on the stairs waiting. And I, I remember, I don't remember what she says, but she says something quickly as soon as the scene cuts in. And that was another really good, a uh, good editing uh, joke. I feel like sometimes like the, this timing with editing can, can really make a joke. Oh yeah, for sure. Worthwhile. Uh, good, good editors can be a big difference in a, if a show mm-hmm. is good or not. Um, so Cece is clearly smitten with Carter uh, for, I, I guess no other reason other than just he's rich and has like wealthy parents, but I, I guess that's exactly it. I guess yeah. no one knows that he recently tried to steal a bunch of money from poor Nate Archibald, but or maybe they just don't care. Uh, speaking of Nate, wh- why isn't Nate at this party right now? Like, where is he? Blair's there. It's a good question. Is he still getting ready? He doesn't know what time it is. He probably lost track of time. He doesn't know how to read <laughs> clocks. Yeah, I don't know. Um, like we said, Cece's so in love with Carter. Uh, even though Carter is such a like a sleazeball here, he's talking about all his fancy travels and. I wonder what happened to make him stop being such, like, a badass rebel that was like, this is not the life for me. I don't want to do what my parents want me to do. Yeah, honestly, like, a complete 180 from when we first met yeah, him. Yeah, now all of a sudden he's like, I'm so glad my parents gave me a second chance. It's like he got, like, brainwashed by them. Yeah, I think so. He, he must have completely lost all of his money when he was being different kind of sleazeball. I wonder what he did with the Six with the Babe ago. Ruth called shot baseball. Oh, good point. So he still has that. He should have brought it to the party, showed it off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also found this in my travels. <laughs> Passed it around. I actually caught it <laughs> in a time machine. I went to the game. Uh, so yeah, Carter's talking about a bunch of fancy stuff with everyone. Dan's very quiet. He's clearly out of his depth here. Has never gone to Dubai or anything. Can't can't comment on whether it's overrated or not. Yeah, tries to chime in a couple times. Doesn't really work. Yeah, I think we've all been in these situations where you're in a circle of people that's like they're talking about stuff that's. Way over your head or just, like, out of your league and you're just like, I don't, I'm not a part of this world. I don't know what the hell you guys are talking about. Yep, that uh, happens a lot. When it, when anyone is talking about uh, football or grocery shopping, I shut down. <laughs> That's it? You you can cover any other subject besides those two? No, but those are the two big ones that people always, <laughs> okay. always want to talk about. Either, like, like football's a big one and I don't know anything about football. And then, like, grocery shopping or just, like, cooking or, like, kitchens. or Everyone wants to talk about, like, recipes and stuff. And I'm just like, I okay, goodbye. See, I, I was going to say, like, that makes more sense when you elaborate a little bit more. But, like, the, the overall grocery <laughs> shopping topic is, like, I don't hear anyone ever talking. <laughs> no. I get, I've, like, I've told you, like, I got to go grocery shopping. But, like, I don't I don't go into it any in any more depth than just, like, I have to do this action. Oh, no, no, no. People are talking about what grocery stores are still open, what's closing, <laughs> what aisles, what stuff are in. 
it's wow. I mean, I, and I love food. I love like one of my most watched channels is a Food Network, and I watch like YouTube videos of people cooking before go go to bed every night. But I don't talk about grocery stores at all. Okay, like, you're it's not a fun thing. Fucking weird. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things to do. I love <laughs> I love watching cooking videos. All right, well, uh, Jenny is looking at herself in the mirror here. Uh, Mom of the year, Allison is here. Your favorite. Um, th- this is such an abrupt switch from Jenny. We mentioned how she gets a little annoying here, and I agree that it's very weird. She tells her mom, she's like, if you were still in Hudson, I'd be able to go, which is true because she wouldn't be doing an art opening if she was in Hudson, but like, uh, you were the, you you were the one who literally went to Hudson to bring her back. Are we forgetting this? Like, why doesn't Allison say right. this? Why isn't Allison ever like, uh, sweetie, you were the one who wanted me to come here. <laughs> instead, right. like, that would have been a, a good argument from Allison, but instead she... Yeah, I think this is one of my gripes with her all episode long. I was like, why are you giving your mom such a hard time? You, you missed her the most out of anyone. Yes, that is annoying that this abrupt switch comes out of nowhere for Jenny. But um, if Allison is just like, uh, Jenny, what happened? You wanted me here so desperately. You came to track me down and bring me back. And now you don't even want to go to my art showing. What's going on? But instead, she just immediately resorts to, no, you have to go. And also, you're grounded for a week. Like, what? what is this? Yeah, I think, I think it's just overcompensation. Now, listen, I've never yeah. been a parent, but I am so confident I could be a better parent than her or anyone else in the show or, you know, probably most people in general. Uh, well, probably. I, I, I don't <laughs> doubt that. Yeah, she tries grounding Jenny for a week because she is, you know, still her mother, even though she was gone for months. Um. So, and also, I guess, like, why is this art show so important, and why force people to go who clearly don't want to be there? Like, yeah, it would be nice if your kid wanted to go, but she doesn't, so deal with it and let her do something that she wants to do. Like, is it better to just force your kids to go and have them just kind of, like, pout the whole time? Right. Just so you could be, just like... make them resent you yeah, more? just so you can be like, ah, my kids are here supporting me. Right. Also, like, when did we... We didn't ever learn about this art show what is so important about this one in particular I don't know. we didn't get a lot of background on this at all i guess it's just because she's finally back and it hasn't just been rufus selling her paintings on his own without her being there and she's like oh like you know i'm here too like these are this is the artist that made all these yeah i i think this is really dumb just all know. the way around like we said jenny's being annoying but i can still be team jenny because allison still sucks and also uh taylor momsen plays annoying whiny teenager very well probably because she is one but like and she was like, Mom, that's so unfair. <laughs> like, I, I really believed her. Yeah, that was I, good. I believed yeah. her. <laughs> Infinitely better acting than the Thanksgiving episode. Ah, yes. Great. I'm, I'm glad, you, I'm glad you're, uh, you're feeling better. This is, I, 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 we're, we're pretty deep into this, but, like, this episode so far has been, like, I was watching it, and at the point we're at, speaking of it right now, I'm like, you know what? This is exactly why I started liking the show in the first place. Last week ruined everything for me, and I thought we were going to start getting too soapy, and now this episode's back and better than ever. I, w- I was having such a good time with this one. So I like Thanksgiving a lot more than this one, but I agree that the uh, kind of like uh, the the power struggles the and back. like maneuvering alliances kind of of the of the CC and uh, the Cotillion of it all was was very interesting and also a, a big reason yeah. why I love the show as well. But I also mm-hmm. love all the melodrama that was happening at Thanksgiving. Okay, that's fair. Um, so Dan Dan's back at Serena's. Uh, CC goes to talk to him, and we, we see, we're going to see Dan. Uh, to pull, put it delicately, Dan's going to strike out with yet another one of Serena's relatives. Um, he, <laughs> he should know by now that Serena's family despises jokes, but that's his go-to yep. to make a joke. And CC just right away, she's just like, oh, "Of course you'd make a joke. That's kind of my point." And he's like, "Wait, what?" Right. He, he can't even help himself. He does not even know what's going on here. And uh, no. CC seems to be insulting Dan. He's unclear as to what's going on, but CC's going to cut him off and deliver this this monologue that. Um, like w- murders him in the middle of the party like 
I don't know how he can ever show his face again. She starts it off with, you'll always use your dessert fork for your entree, which is actually a huge insult in the, in the Upper East Side. <laughs> That's the worst thing you could ever say. That, to That's her opening where she just goes, you'll always use your dessert fork for your entree. And it's like, mm, yeah. oh, God. He should have just like, fucking killed himself then. You'll always feel underdressed no matter what you wear. And at dinner parties, it'll be as if there's a he language. Looks, yeah, he looks down at his <laughs> outfit. He's like, oh, yes. shit, this does look like ass. It'll be, it, it'll be as if there's a language that sounds like English and you speak it. And you think you speak it, but they don't hear you, and you don't understand them, which alludes to how he was kind of feeling in the in the right. most recent he always conversation. Feels that way. And yeah. she continues, as time passes, you'll feel that people never see you when they look at you, but wonder merely whether you're Serena's whim or her charity case, until the day comes when you realize that girls like Serena don't end up with Dan Humphrey. They end up with the Carters of the world, and um, people like you, they turn into cocktail party anecdotes of their foolish youth. And then she continues. She just pretty much just tells Dan to just leave he might as well leave because off, yeah. you know this isn't going anywhere and it, it is uh very clear by now that cc fucking hates dan even more than lily does yeah see at, at this point is where i'm like this woman has no lung cancer <laughs> <laughs> no one could no be way. no one could be this mean and also dying and also that was like a long-winded sentence she could not uh, have done that true. with lung She'd cancer be out of breath by now <laughs> um and uh gossip girl seems to be a uh, team dan for once here she chimes in and goes this just in we hear there's a cold war brewing between Lonely Boy and a certain Blue Blood. We never thought we'd say this ourselves, but our money's on Brooklyn for the win. Yeah, because he come. You know, he he gets knocked down pretty hard, but he he does come back with a good line once she stops talking for a second. Gossip Girl, and he's like, and Serena comes over and he's she's like, "What's going on?" Like, "Oh, I'm gonna be your date to the debutante." Yeah, it looks oh, like. Oh, there you go. Good move, Dan. Yeah, it looks like Cece's plan has backfired here because Dan's not just gonna cower. He is. Uh, yeah. He's going to say, fuck you, CC. I'm escorting Serena at the ball now. So good for him. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, good for Love him. Love this power move by him. He's going to he's gonna play mm-hmm. ball. And yeah, this is the stuff Hell I yeah. like, like the back and forth uh, power struggle here. Right. It's, it's, I was loving this. Um, Blair is at her house. She's telling the New York Times that she's going to the ball with Nate now as Chuck arrives. Chuck tries to tell the New York Times, uh, you know, pretty much how terrible is Nate is, how he ruined her 17th birthday party. But Blair's going to step on his foot to shut him up. And uh, Chuck's looking pretty jealous of uh, Nate right now. Yeah, jealous. Jealousy doesn't look too good on Chucky there. Yeah. Blair, Blair tells Chuck to leave because Carter's coming by to pick up his jacket. She doesn't want Chuck uh, there causing a scene. And uh, we see the wheels are already spinning in Chuck's head. Yes, he's uh, conniving Chuck is coming out. And he's uh, using his powers for for good. I, I don't know if I could say good. but he's <laughs> For something. He usually does these kind of things for just to fuck somebody else over. But now he's trying to do it for his own benefit yes. in, a, in a weirdly as far as chuck goes it's in a it's in a sweet way he's trying to trying to woo a girl yes obviously you'll twist this into saying that chuck's the good guy here <laughs> blair doesn't agree at the end of the episode she thinks chuck is just doing it for his entertainment but um uh before that happens cc uh her plan didn't work with dan but you know she's never out she she never gets down and out she's gonna say okay this one one humphrey's not gonna be intimidated by me let me go to the other humphrey humphrey she's gonna visit rufus and uh it looks like we're going to get to see her shit all over another Humphrey. But, yeah. but Rufus gets the first j- the gets a good first jab in. Uh, and he goes, yep. uh, I'd say it's nice to see you, but I know you hate dishonesty. Is this your Got joke him. of the episode? That is not, Ooh. but it's a good one. Man, I'm striking out all over the place. Um, and like, like I said, also, if Dan's allowed to go to the ball, but not Jenny, I'm I'm screaming bullshit because this, this is effed up, as Chuck would say. Uh, Dan, Dan should also be grounded for a week. <laughs> he should be. But Rufus can't help himself. He's he's gotta he's gotta just like you know what if I couldn't get fucking fuck Lily, jeez, then you gotta <laughs> then you gotta fuck her. I may not like, have no. I may not have landed the Lily, but you're gonna land the Serena. No, no, he wants he wants now to for him to bang Lily. 
Oh, yeah. He wants both. Yeah. Um, Cece's plan is to tell Rufus what a piece of shit his son is first, and then also says that uh, she will purchase all of the art in the gallery. And uh, R- Rufus, we, we knew this was going to happen, but Rufus obviously has too much integrity to take Cece's money. No, yeah, that's, uh, mu- not, that's not as bad. Much like the Lonely Boys, the Humphreys can't be bought, baby. I'll, I'll take whatever people give me. <laughs> okay. Lonely, lonely yeah. Boys, half of the Lonely Boys can be bought. Um, <laughs> Cece's going to go a step further and be like, listen, you may not be able to be bought, but I know the Vanderwoods insure as hell can be bought. Uh, just like uh-huh. Serena's mother was. And she tells Rufus that all those years ago, Oof. she told Lily to choose between him or his inheritance. And I'd tell you the end of that story, but I think you know it by heart. Mm. And, you know, Rufus may have had the first jab, but Cece with the knockout blow right here. Oh, my God. That was my favorite moment in the series so far. Wow. High praise. That was great. High praise. Um, I, all, I could, all I could write, I was so stunned, I wrote, Wowzer grandma and I, I couldn't think of anything else to write <laughs> wow's your grandma indeed yeah this is a pretty big revelation here that we were finding out that the the rufus lily relationship didn't work out because of Cece, because she threatened lily's inheritance if it wasn't for that i mean like think about it. like the, there would be no no dan and i Jenny know if it if she if she chose uh humphrey over money now do you blame lily for this decision here uh no honestly yeah, that's a... Uh, if, if you don't really... It seems like Lily... Like, I don't know what she really does for a living. Uh, <laughs> maybe you can enlighten me more, but, like, I think maybe she kind of understood, like, you know what? I don't really have any skills. I should probably just take this money just in case, like, my life goes to shambles and, like, I end up dating this rocker forever and he makes no money also. And, like, then we're both shit out of luck. So I should probably just take this money. Maybe I can make up with him later on in life. Yeah, she, we'll see how she it goes. either needs her family's money or to marry rich. And if she chooses Rufus, she's getting neither of the two. Right. Yeah. Um, she maybe could have said something, but yeah. uh, like she says later on, like, oh, I, you wouldn't have understood anyway. Like, you wouldn't have. So, yeah, and if she says something, know. Rufus might confront Cece, and then the deal might be off. Um, yeah, right. This, like we said, it's the first episode for Cece, but she is killing it already. Coming in with a bang. Oh, yeah. my God. Um, now Rufus is coming in hot to talk to Dan, and uh, Rufus is, like, charging at him as he's in the mirror. I thought Rufus was going to, like, shove him into the mirror at first, but... <laughs> Dan, Dan, Dan. At least he figures he would have been grounded. He's like, uh-uh, I figured you were going to ground me, but it'll be worth it. But um, Rufus all of a sudden does not give a shit. His hatred for CC mm. far outweighs how much he cares about Allison and his kids supporting Allison. And he's even going to ha- help Dan get ready. He's like, no, 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 I don't mind. Of course not. Um, so he almost looks like coked out. In this scene. <laughs> yeah, looks like Nate's dad. Uh, S- Serena's <laughs> Serena's grandmother can rile up any Humphrey with the snap of her finger. <laughs> That's true. Like li- literally, Rufus does not give a shit about the art gallery opening again, and just wants uh, Dan to go to the ball now. Not getting grounded, not anything. Yeah. He needs to go. Yeah, I think there's like a version of this episode where Rufus doesn't even show up to the art gallery either. He goes to the debutante as well. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and now we get uh, Cece and Lily, where Cece is trying to control every single aspect of Serena's debut, down to the presentation statement. Uh, Nothing much, but just, again, such a fun villain, this CC is. Yeah, I'm having a good time. Um, Jenny comes back to the loft. Uh, Serena's going to call her, and Jenny lets Serena know that she can't come. So to Jenny's credit, she actually listened at first. She was upset, but she listens to her mom like the respectful little girl that she is. And mm-hmm. But until Serena lets it slip, that Dan's going to be there, and this changes everything, as it, as it should. What's good for the goose is good for the gander, as they say. Ah, uh, you know, well, last week on uh, The Hoppy Boys... Me and Ganesh and Brian were talking about how much you love the phrase, what's good for the goose is good for the game. I haven't listened yet. You said, next time I talk to you to ask you about how much you love <laughs> that phrase. I love it just because of the episode of Seinfeld it's in. 
Yes, that's what, that's what um, he was talking about. And I also know, I was listening to our most recent episode that dropped, and I noticed that I said it in that episode. And when I said it, you said uh, Gander Woodson, which I did not pick up on in the real time. But when I was listening back, uh-huh. I got to say, great joke. Good job, Brandon. <laughs> ten, ten out of ten. <laughs> joke of the episode Gander last Woodson's week? really good. What's good for the goose is good for the Gander Woodson. <laughs> I like it. Thank that's you. That's very good. <laughs> um, yeah, Serena, <laughs> Serena also says in this conversation, she's like, because uh, Jenny's obviously surprised. She's like, Dan? And Serena's like, yeah, Dan, you know, the person who thinks dancing is making fists and pumping them in the air. Now, she's saying this to make fun like of him. Like we saw in the Guitar Hero she, episode. Yeah, she, she's saying this to make fun of him, but fist pumping is a is a time-honored dance move. Yeah, that's true. And and we're of the era right now in 2007. Oh, yeah. Isn't this pretty big? This is huge. Um, a, a little before. It's really going to pop before. off okay. when Jersey Shore starts in 2009. Um, okay, so it's two years prior, yeah, right? But uh, that's what I was really. I gotta say, we were, we did so much fist pumping at uh, all the Sweet Sixteens we went to back in the day. Oh my god, that was that was because pr- Sweet Sixteens were like 2010, so that was really like the it was so big, it was enormous. Oh, yeah. We were beating up the beat. We we're oh yeah, we were doing it all. When oh, Sandstorm came on, yes, Whew, forget it. You got to clear so the good. way because we are going crazy. Um, <laughs> so J- Jenny's like, oh, you know what? I'm on my way. You know, Queen Jenny can't help but love a rebel. She knows what's right. She knows it's fucked up that Dan can go and not her, and she's gonna say. Fuck you, grounding yeah. me for a week. I'm going too, and I love, I love the, uh, I, I admire the, uh, the chutzpah on Jenny here. I, I feel like also grounding children that live in New York City is also extra cruel because they have like the entire world at their fingertips <laughs> when they're just traveling on their own. You're gonna make them stay inside, like not doing anything for an entire week. That's just like that's too much. Yeah, you know what? They could, they could just walk out the door anyway. I'd, I'd behave happen? just like Jenny is, and maybe that's I just relate to Jenny so much that I, I can't help seeing things, but from her perspective. Okay. Um, all right. You sounded a little judgy there, but okay. Um, <laughs> Chuck, Chuck stays behind to take pictures of Carter, and this opportunity really just presented itself to Chuck. Like, he gets to frame someone that he and Nate already hate just because he happens to be picking up a jacket from Blair. Yeah. Like, it, th- also, this did, couldn't did we... be more perfect for Chuck. No, it's good. Uh, and I, I, At this point, I think it, this is going to all play out well for Chuck. And I, I get, as you know, I'm re- I'm hoping it does go well. Uh, obviously. Uh, yeah, it looks like it's going <laughs> to... Uh, go well for him like what could go wrong um right dan arrives to serena's all dressed up you know they both look incredible here all dressed up ready to go to the ball um yeah i, I was wondering how come dan hadn't told serena how fucked up her grandma is yet but uh now he's gonna finally tr- here we go. try and be honest with her but uh the way he goes about this is is all wrong he's to start off he's really beating around the bush instead of just telling serena all the fucked up things that uh, her grandma just directly said yeah, to him, he's yeah. like, uh, yeah, I think your grandma might not be who you think she is. And of course, Serena's just like, yeah, what do you mean? Start. Like, stop beating her in the bush. Just tell her what happened. Like, just say what happened. So don't like try and paint. Don't say like, hey, Serena, your grandma is like, actually, she sucks. And she's like a mean person. She's evil. Like, yeah. uh, like this is going to just be confusing. And you're like, why are you shitting on my grandma right now for no reason? Exactly. Just, and in- just give her the events. And instead of telling her about the conversation they just had, he's like, he tells her about that, how she stopped by his dad's gallery instead. And then Serena Hilarious goes, yeah, she probably just wanted to see your mom's art. Which, again, <laughs> Serena really loves giving people the benefit of the doubt. Again, so so naive of Serena here. Yeah, CeCe's in town. She's going to go to Brooklyn to see the art gallery, of course. She, she, she heard about your that. mom's opening she wants to see the art <laughs> obviously she can't make it to the show tonight your mom's an incredible artist of course she goes she went there <laughs> she just loves your mom's art like it's not that deep dan um so and then, but serena obviously like refuses to believe that her grandma is this manipulative evil person yeah well she has no context she gets yeah she gets upset yeah. upset when dan tries to tell her because like i said dan is doing a very bad job presenting this to her literally he just needs yeah. to tell her the facts and he is failing <laughs> like so 
Now, of course, they decide this was a mistake, uh, and Dan does not try to explain himself further. He just leaves. He's just like, you know what? Yeah, maybe this was a mistake. Okay, bye. And uh, kind of, like we said, mm, kind of hard to blame Serena here. When, you, when your boyfriend of like a few weeks says seemingly out of nowhere that your grandma, who you've known for your whole life, is actually a terrible person. Has it really only been that long? Like, yeah. At this point? Like, I, I was assuming it has been like three or four months at this point. That was, I guess I'm, I'm off I mean, it depends on when you start, when you consider the start of the relationship, because they had a few first dates. Uh, right. They had their first kiss. They have uh, when when they finally, uh, you know, consummated their relationship. Um, yeah, I guess that's true. Like three of the of the episodes where they were together was like three days. Yeah, the like, the preview for hours. every episode in the beginning was like Dan and Serena finally go on their first date. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But yeah, she probably should take her grandma's side here, like in a vacuum, especially because Dan really fumbled with uh, presenta- presenting her with all the information. Right, she has a lot much longer. She has a lifetime of history with her grandma. Like, I'm, I love my grandma, and I, I. I I kind of know you a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> and Dan know. Dan had the necessary information to make this work, but he it, it, he, botched, he it. botched it. And this is not a mistake that Evander Woodson would make. Uh, maybe maybe Serena. <laughs> yeah, probably not not one of the elder Evander Woodsons though. Uh, no, no. And no. we see as as Cece just is literally right behind Serena now and takes this opportunity to just go, let's get Carter on the phone. That's perfect, my dear. Serena's in tears. <laughs> Very villainous. <laughs> um. <laughs> Chuck has shown Nate the evidence. Uh, Chuck shamelessly wants to devise a plan with Nate to get back at Carter. Um, I I don't care because Carter's a shit anyway, so we could take him down. It, it yeah. doesn't matter if he's in the right or wrong. Like, yeah, this, this works times two for Chuck because like Chuck originally uh, like helped out Nate with Carter during his for his first appearance, and he's like, you know, you know, if we can like get revenge on this kid that like fucked over my best friend, and I can bang my best friend's girl. Exactly. Then, like, two for one for Chuck. And this this whole time, I mentioned how I love pouty Nate. This whole time is, uh, Nate's just kind of, like, sitting there, like, standing there next to him with his pissed off face. And Mad Nate might be one of my favorite characters because his pissed off face always just makes me laugh. <laughs> it is funny. So funny and cute. Stupid, yeah. Um, <laughs> we finally have our event of the week, Brendan. The debutante ball is finally here. Yes. Thank God. Uh, now, Jenny's here, even though Dan isn't anymore. And mm-hmm. Serena realizes that her little cue card presentation statement has been changed, and she she thinks it was her mom who changed it. So she's getting a little pissed off. She still doesn't believe that her grandma's terrible, but obviously very willing to believe that Lily is terrible because you know she yeah, she's had her history. tiffs with Lily before. Uh, Fair. Nate and Chuck arrive, and Nate walks right up to Carter and intimidates him while he char- Carter just tries to apologize, but love man, yeah, love yeah, man, yeah. Nate. He just goes up and goes, "You don't get." He gets very close. You don't get to say what goes on here. I'm on to you. And Carter's like, what? And just said, what are you talking about, man? <laughs> He's like, yeah, I mean, I stole all that money from you, but like, whatever. Can we move on? I'm just thinking of Nate just getting up in his face. <laughs> you <don't- laughs> He just gets up in his face and just like, after that, all that, just like, kisses Oh, on that'd mouth. be nice. That'd be fun. Like an, a, a nice intimidating yeah, the kiss. Classic, Sometimes that's the, the best classic move. classic kiss to intimidate someone. You don't see it enough, really. <laughs> you know, especially not in the COVID era, but we, we can get back there one day. Uh, COVID be damned. I'm kissing everyone on the mouth. <laughs> that's the spirit. Um, so, yeah, we're in the midst of Cotillion, and I, I can't believe that teenagers have to go to this, and I can't believe Jenny actually wanted to go to this. Like, obviously, it's just so she can continue social climbing, but this just seems so terribly right. boring. But she, she seems actually, inter- not just like the social climbing, she seems genuinely interested in the event itself. She really does, even though, like, until yeah. uh, a fight breaks out and this starts to get interesting, this whole thing's just going to be a terrible bore. Yeah, I was, I was hyped about the punch. The punch made everything worthwhile. I would I would be stomping my feet trying to not go. Although I wouldn't want to go to a boring, shitty art opening either. No. But, I mean, which one do you think you could drink more at, though? Maybe the debutante, I think that Yeah, I think the ball, actually, drinking is probably encouraged. Yes, but there were also beers right. at the art opening as well. 
We saw That's we saw true. Rufus. Uh, yeah, he was packing the ice out. I mean, I'd I'd like to just stay home and just hang out and watch <laughs> TV. To be honest, on a Sunday yeah, night, sure. come on, um, come on. So we see Blair and Nate get announced, and uh, did you notice that Blair is uh, for Cotillion? She's wearing the necklace that Chuck Chuck purchased her two episodes ago. Oh, I did not notice that. Yeah, how about that? Um, and that, I mean, I could have pretended and said like, "Yes, I did." I guess I, that would have made me sound. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, but more but of course, if di- I did, it was the first thing I noticed. <laughs> um, and now it's Serena and Carter's turn, and um, Miss <laughs> Vanderwoodson hopes to bet as many billionaires as she can before settling down to. And I, I love how the announcer <laughs> lady read almost a full sentence before realizing like this is not what's supposed to be happening right now. <laughs> that was joke of the She's episode. Home. Oh, that's I love I love good that. Choice, good choice. And there's some good laughs in this one. That was that one. Was, was that it one really Carter who came up with that? Because Carter was the one that took the the card when. Uh, oh, you think so? I didn't. Even, I didn't see who. I thought it was because at the end, at the end of that scene, uh, Jenny smiles and like I think. Maybe she just switched out the cards, but Carter right. was the one that wrote well, it. You might be right. Because what happens is Jenny comes over and she gives Serena the card and she says, um, they need to know how to pronounce this word. And Lily looks at it and says, I mean, not Lily. Serena looks at it and says, this is not what I wrote. I can't believe my mom would do this. And then I believe Carter grabs it and goes, here, I've got it. And I think, I don't know where he gets like a oh, writing okay. card. I think he like makes some changes and then gives it back hmm. to Jenny who walks off with okay, it. Okay, some points for him then. So I think, I think this was like a group effort. Like Carter changed it and then yeah, Jenny took it and delivered it. And uh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, good stuff. Jenny seems very amused. Like you said, uh, Serena wouldn't listen to Dan, but after seeing that her card has been changed, now she gives no shit at Cotillion anymore. Um, mm-hmm. She's not mad at her grandma yet. She She's mad at Lily because she thinks it was Lily uh, yep. that was behind it. And she gives her like a shit eating grin on the way out. And <laughs> Cece looks devastated. But to me, this is probably the most exciting Cotillion in years. And the fight hasn't even broken out yet. Oh, my God. Already, yeah. it's probably the most exciting Cotillion in years. Um, Dan goes to the art opening now. And uh, Dan regrets to inform Rufus that Cece has won. And, uh, you know, Rufus says that tends to happen. Allison's asking where Jenny is, and to Dan's credit, he actually sticks up for sister and tells Allison, you know, maybe let her be ten minutes late before you get mad at her this time. Yeah, I, I think Dan's a Dan's a good brother. I feel like he usually does look out for Jenny, and and like and the older brother role, and also just like, hey, we're siblings, are in this together. I'm not gonna rat you out. He's a, he's a good sibling. I agree. We haven't gotten a good Dan Jenny scene in a while, so I, I was no. happy to at least see him stick up for her. But yeah, since Jenny's been busy social climbing and Dan's been busy with Serena. We we haven't gotten them, uh, you know, before before they both hit it big when they were just, uh, you know, two <laughs> right. Brooklynites trying to trying to make it in, yes. in the Upper East Side. But I am glad that at least Dan's here to represent the Rufus clan. Yes, and all of a sudden Dan is on good terms with his mom, and Jenny is not. A real a real switcheroo here. Yeah, well, see, I guess since last episode he just get, forgave her, um, and uh, they bonded over hating Lily. Yeah, I wish. Dan and Jenny could bond over hating Allison instead. That would be more fun for me. That would be better. I'd, I'd agree. Yeah, that. and again, for me at this point, if Dan was allowed to go, and it was no problem, then all bets are off. Jenny is allowed to go now, too. If Dan was allowed to go at one point, Jenny is allowed to go, and she shouldn't be grounded. She was the one who actually wanted to go, as a pan- as opposed to Dan, who was just going out of spite, both his spite and Rufus's spite. Yeah, definitely. I think everything just kind of happened so quickly. Like, no one was able to get these ground rules down. Yeah. So we're going to do some dancing at Cotillion, which would normally be very boring, I have to imagine. Uh, Nate's dancing with Blair. Yes, really shitty dancing. But he can't keep his eyes off Carter. Um, And, of course, uh, what would you think of the music performance going on during the ball? It was funny. Honestly, there was a second where I thought that was Serena singing the song. (laughs) 
And I was like, that doesn't make any sense. And then, I, but I liked, I liked the that rendition of that song, though. Yes, obviously, this is the Pierces performing "Secret" and Three Wishes" from their third album, Thirteen Tales of Love and Revenge," during the debutante ball. Uh. And uh, you may notice that the song they're singing here, I believe, is the theme song to "Pretty Little Liars." There to go. Okay. Um, my favorite part, though, was the synchronized dancing that the two singers were doing. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Uh, so that, that's a, that's a real band that was that was in that scene. Yes. Much like cool. the OC, sometimes there are some music performances in uh, in Gossip Girl. Nice. Josh... Or just like, um, who's in Scooby-Doo that shows up? Is it the Pussycat Dolls? <laughs> I, Scooby-Doo has a lot of uh, cameo. There's like a recurring band that's always cameos. in there. I oh, really? Yeah. It might be. Um, I, I remember when uh, the Harlem Globetrotters came to hang out with Scooby-Doo and the gang. That was fun. <laughs> that's a good time. Um, Nate, Nate just can't take it anymore. And Nate just punches Carter in the middle of the dance and <laughs> really square in the mouth. That's a good punch. Yeah, and he, he get, Mad Nate is back and he goes, that's my girlfriend, <laughs> which it's not, it's not, it's also, she, she's not even his girlfriend anymore. So just a lie. No. And, uh, like I said, most exciting cotillion in years right now. Um, Nate's technically in the wrong here, but fuck Carter. Who cares? Yeah. I mean, I mean, if he never got all the money back from what happened a few episodes ago, like I think that punches exactly. Legit. It was a long time coming. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jenny is trying to duck out here to go to to actually show up to the art show, but Blair's uh, dress rips and all the in all the in the brouhaha, and she tells Jenny that if she fixes the dress, then all is forgiven. And uh, what would you do in this dilemma here? Yeah, I think this is if you're on track to go where you're trying to go as as Jenny is, like, and this is your your way to make up for everything that like all the lost time that you've like by that you've created for yourself by talking to Nate and all, all the stuff that's happened. I, I think you need to get yourself back on the fast track with this opportunity here. Yeah. To me, this is an easy choice. Blair's Blair's forgiveness yeah. can be huge for her and her mom will get over her missing her shitty art show in time. Also, who the fuck right. cares about your mom? She's been gone for months. Like Blair, Blair is the more important relationship here. Um, Right. How, how long is it really going to take for her to fix this? You know, like if you get to the stupid art show like an hour later, you're already late anyway. Exactly. So like, you know, just just do what you got to do. Show up. Like I say, uh, ask for forgiveness. And, exactly. You know, like not for approval or whatever. This your your parents are always going to forgive you in time just because they kind of have to because they're your parents. Right. Like, OK, you'll be grounded mm-hmm. for an extra week or whatever. But you could always just rebel against that. And uh, what's yeah. the worst Allison's going to do? Leave again? Hopefully. Yeah, she's already had. Hopefully, she's already had a streak of disappointing her mom all episode anyway. Just, just continue exactly. with the trend at this point. Why is Eleanor even in Paris here? I gotta say, poor, poor Blair again. That her mom isn't here to fix the dress for her, and Jenny has to do it. Yeah. Um, we get a nice Serena and Lily standoff here. Uh, Lily, <laughs> I thought it was funny that Lily blamed Serena for starting the brawl for some reason, where she goes, <laughs> "Yeah, I, I think two people." called her out on this and i was it's like so funny she had nothing to do with this like, oh you make a fool of the presenter then you start a brawl i mean what's next serena girls gone wild which is a very funny reference <laughs> but also like, serena did not start this brawl any way you look at it serena did not start the brawl no like i guess pe- maybe people understand that nate has a crush on serena and that he thinks they think that he's trying to get with her and he's mad that carter is dancing with serena so like oh you you're so Nate is just so into you that he started this brawl, and it's, it's all your fault. Still, very much a stretch to pin the to pin this on Serena, yeah, even if all of that was true. Um, but Serena's going to confront her about the the changed card, and Serena asks what happened. She wanted to be herself. Lily agreed that she could be herself. She says, "You know, all you carry, 
about when people look at me is what they think of you. And I, I think Serena's pretty spot on here. I mean, Lily has been changing in this first season, but this is what we were complaining about in earlier episodes with Lily. Right. But I, th- I think, uh, to your point about her changing, I think you could see it on her face that she really has no argument or no comeback yes. to this point. And she's like, you know what? You're kind of right. Like, she doesn't say it, mm-hmm. but you can tell. Yes. She's like, you know what? I have nothing to say because everything you said is valid. This wakes something up in, uh, in Lily. And- yeah. Because uh, Serena says if she if she had uh, two children, she'd accept them no matter what, let them date whoever they want. And I, I believe Serena. Say, say what you want about uh, how stupid and naive Serena can be. But she does seem uh, way more down to earth than her mom yeah. or grandma. I, again, I, I didn't say that. You're the one that's been saying that. I I still think she's just sweet. But <laughs> say you're the say one what you want about Serena, and I certainly is. will. <laughs> <But> <laughs> we can all agree that she's definitely way more down to earth than uh, her mom and grandma. Uh-huh. Definitely. Uh, Dan's going to get a call here, and we don't know from who yet. Did Did you think it was Lily at first that was calling Dan? No, I, I guessed Serena. Yeah, that's the obvious call, but as soon as they don't show yeah. that it is Serena, you have to think, like, mm, maybe it's someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, and, well, yeah, I guess. You, no, you have to. <laughs> okay, all right, I will. Otherwise, you're watching the show wrong. Okay, I, 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 I will stop watching it Do wrong. Do we need to rewatch the episode, Brendan? I think we got to redo this whole episode. All right, we're going to take a little break. We're going to rewatch the episode and we'll be back. Okay. We're back. And we're back. So, what'd you think of it watching it uh, the second time? I immediately thought that phone call was from Lily. Well, we'll actually. get into it. We're going to start from the beginning, actually. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, Serena's going to nurse Carter back to health here. Uh, Carter's kind of alluding to some kind of past with Serena. I don't think we knew that Carter and Serena had a past at all, but he mentions that, like, I don't know. I guess they like vacationed together somewhere and he woke up one day without her. And yeah, I don't know what was happening here exactly. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I like these little mentions of Serena's past as a yeah. wild girl, though. We don't have to hear enough about that. Yeah. Because she is so calm. Yeah. Since we've met her. Apparently they have some kind of history. Um, yeah. But now is when he tells Serena that uh, he was surprised when Cece told him to go to Cantillion with her last week. And Serena's like, last week? I wasn't even going last what? week. <laughs> and Carter's like, well, yeah, but she she said she thought Serena would change her mind. And now Serena's finally starting to put some pieces together. Um, good- oh, this is what that fucking idiot Dan was talking yeah. about. <laughs> yeah. And How can he just say that? It's because yeah. Carter, like, Carter's not even trying to get her to see the light, but Carter is just presenting her with actual facts like Dan should have. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, of course, when Dan has, like, actual facts, she's able to see, like, Oh, my grandma oh. actually is a little shit. That's what that babbling idiot was trying to exactly. say. Okay. okay, this makes sense. Um, now we get the reveal that it was Lily who called Dan. Um, uh-huh. This is big. Lily actually tells Dan that uh, when she was his age, she would have been lucky to find a guy like him. And she kind of did, Rufus. But mm-hmm. uh, she thought her mother knew what was best for her and decided to listen to her mother instead. You know, like we were saying, pretty sad. Imagine what could have been with her and Rufus, although Dan and Jenny wouldn't be alive. But oh, well. Right. They would have lived happily ever after, yeah. maybe. Maybe. And Lily's finally giving Dan some credit here, saying that Serena and him would be great together. She she uh, returns home every night at a reasonable hour, doesn't drink, no drugs. She doesn't know if Dan's responsible, but, you know, it's probably not a coincidence. And great, great stuff here. But has Serena really not been drinking at all? Uh you know, I, I guess not as much like, comparatively to how much she would drink. Yeah, we got the flashback <laughs> to how wasted she was last year. But I guess... She didn't drink at all this Thanksgiving. Yeah, I guess a lot of people have been drinking, but maybe not Serena. I guess Dana... I mean, a good influence, if not a boring one. Yeah, not not a lot of late nights. Yeah, um, this is really nice. I, I love that Dan's finally being accepted by Lily here. And it actually means something because we know how hard it is to gain acceptance from Lily. And all he has to do is just, like, shut up and listen to her, and that's all she needs from him. And Dan calls him, calls her uh, Mrs. Vanderwoodson, and she says, 
Oh, no, no. You can you can call me Lily. Wow. Yes. That's big. That is big. That's huge, even. Mm. Very happy with it's very happy huge. with that scene. Love love uh yeah, love that. Lily finally nice. warming up to Dan. Mm-hmm. Although hopefully she's still uh you know, shits on him for now and again every time I hope, every yeah, time he well, tries to make stupid that's what jokes. We, we need yeah. that. That's that's her character. We gotta have we that. We can't do away with that. No. Uh Blair at the ball. Her and Chuck are dancing here. Uh, Blair realizes that uh, Chuck has that look on his face when a plan falls into place, and she's able to. Fi- she's able. <laughs> she immediately puts yeah, it together. <laughs> she, yeah. Unlike Serena, who needed the whole episode and multiple people to fight figure out what was happening, Blair takes one look at Chuck's plan fall into place look and is able to figure out his entire plan just by looking at his face. That's some. <laughs> that's some serious skills. It was really good. Just like wait. I don't look anywhere. You did all this, didn't you? And then, like, it says, like, play-by-play of what happened. exactly what happened just by looking at him. Very good. (laughs) Very good stuff by Blair. Um, Honestly, uh, good for Chuck for getting Nate and Carter out of the picture in one fell swoop. This this could have really worked if Blair didn't catch on here. Right. And part of me thought, like, maybe as she was figuring it out, she'd be like, how sexy of me. That's hot. Yeah, because she thought the punch was hot. Like, what, yeah. what about this manipulation? But uh, not quite. Uh, you not you quite. can't f with an effer, as they say in the Gossip Girl world. Nah. And uh, Blair is quite the effer. So she. It's our new slogan. <laughs> we, is that a t-shirt? That's a t-shirt. <laughs> Lonely yeah. boys don't f with the effers. <laughs> Should I try that as the outro? <laughs> That's pretty good. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. Um, <laughs> uh, Blair. Blair thinks that though he just uh, did this for his own enjoyment without caring how she would feel and essentially she like breaks it off with him uh chuck really can't say in the moment here that he pretty much just did it all out of jealousy and not just out of entertainment mm-hmm. don't don't know if that would be any better but probably a little bit and she a little bit better. She storms off yeah and i'm i think he's so butthurt about this whole thing right now you haven't seen the last of uh chuck trying to get at blair oh. from what i said oh no 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 um we have a nice Cece and Serena standoff now where uh, she says she was able to clean up Serena's mess and Serena's finally going to stand up to her grandma for once. And <laughs> she, you know, she's like, oh, you know, I, I, you know, told Dan not to come or whatever, yada, yada, yada. But when, then she goes, she, she just wants to know one thing. Are you even ill? And this is my, <laughs> this is my favorite line of the episode. This is yeah. my joke of the episode because we have to yeah, set it up no, here. Cece does not try to lie. She does not offer an explanation. She does not show any shame or remorse for lying about having a potentially terminal illness. She goes, uh, you ask me, you, you be Serena, ask me, are you even ill? Are you even ill? No. <laughs> but, but I could. That but was, I could it was, be. Oh my you know, all, God. All, those, all those cigarettes and everything. I, I could very well be like, That was so good. Like, it is so funny. I mean, I, I think the, the betting joke got me, just caught me a little more off guard. Mm-hmm. That's why I didn't expect it. I don't know what they were going to say. <laughs> but this one, like the delivery was, it was, it was a, probably a better line. Yeah. But I just, I, it was a toss up. It was, a, it was, a, it was so good. I, I mean, I laughed out loud. Probably equal volume for both these. Are jokes. you even ill without missing a beat? No, he 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 he. Like this is just another party trick that she has up her sleeve. So good. Uh, she tells Serena she did this because a woman has to earn the right to make her own rules. And uh, Dan has returned, though, for Serena and is ready to dramatically dance with her. And an episode full of makeout sessions, they uh, they even make out a little just to shove it in Cece's face. Hell yeah. <laughs> and Lily likes it, doesn't she? Uh, Lily loves it, yeah. But Dan Dan is uh, like, look what I'm doing to your granddaughter, Cece. Mm, yes. You hate this. You hate me. You hate this. Um, Chuck goes looking for Blair, but he finds Blair and Nate having a makeout session of their own. And uh, Nate, Nate sees Chuck and gives him the little <laughs> wink and head nod. 
Which is fair. I mean, because like that's his best friend. Yeah, he doesn't like, know. Hey, man, like I've, I've been trying to get with the, with my girlfriend again, and uh, like Chucky, thanks for helping me out. Yeah, and, this is not malicious you know, from Nate. Obviously, it's, he thinks Chuck's gonna be happy. Yeah, for him. he's just like a little. Hey, bro, thanks for all your hard work. We did it, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It looks like uh, Chuck's plan has also backfired because Blair is like, "Oh, you punching Carter was so hot." Yeah. <laughs> And it was. She's right about that. <laughs> I mean, luck- Nate's lucky that uh, Blair didn't have the hots for Nate's dad when Nate's dad punched him in the face. Because <laughs> she was watching that whole thing. <laughs> I mean, if he didn't get we, taken, we, we if could he have didn't a, get taken, the same exact scene right now, but with Nate's dad. If he didn't get taken to jail, who knows what would have happened? <laughs> who knows? <laughs> she keeps visiting him in jail. Uh, spotted <laughs> Chuck Bass losing something no one knew he had to begin with: his heart. <sighs> Poor guy. And we're having a we're having a a Nate deflowering here. Uh yes. Uh, we, we, we sure. <laughs> this is like his. This is his first time. Like, it, um, it's a big deal. No, this is not Nate's first time. He is a uh, banged Serena. Oh right. Okay. Yes. I was I was excited about about the whole. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It is it is certainly Nate Nate and Blair's first time as a unit. Yes. But not as individual. I guess I think it just felt like it was supposed to be because she was like building this up for so yeah. long and I, it was her first time if they were to get together before Chuck and they did not. Okay. <laughs> Damn. I was more excited. I was going to give him the MVP for this episode wow. of his virginity, but now I take that I revoke his. Wow. <laughs> his MVP. A live revoking on air. You guys heard it here yeah. first. <laughs> Uh, so Jenny finally comes to the gallery, but no one's there anymore except for her mom. Uh, Jenny apologizes, says she thought she could make it in time. Allison's upset, accepts the apology, but that doesn't make it okay. Yada, yada, yada. Um, like I said, I hate that Allison just waltz back into town. Is now going to give this parenting thing a try again. Uh, she, she's going to try to shame Jenny here, asks her if she likes the person she's becoming. Uh, what's the answer? Does Jenny like the person she's becoming? I think with the look she's giving, she's thinking about it yeah at the end of the day she's been working so hard at what she's been trying to accomplish that she, yeah i think she does i think she's trying to become Blair. Yeah, ultimately i i do think that jenny does like the person she's becoming so take yeah. that allison so she's putting so much time and effort into it yeah yeah um rufus is going to call lily here in another good scene that you alluded to earlier uh and rufus wants mm. to talk to lily about the whole uh, her leaving her for the inheritance thing sorry. and this changes everything for rufus you know the spark has been reignited even with allison still in the picture uh that the whole ultimatum thing didn't really stick already one episode later <laughs> you can't stay away and he says it i never should have let you let me go Oof! i had i had actual this first time in the series i had chills, chills. and he hangs up Chills. And the look on Lily's face as it's too late to apologize. I, I think it's just called apologize. Yeah. Actually, uh, plays yeah, as, so. as Lily. Uh, this is a good montage. They really kill it with the end of episode montages, I think. Definitely. Josh Schwartz. Yeah, which is my, my favorite kind of thing. Yeah. Josh Schwartz and whoever the music supervisor here knows how to uh, really pick the song to fit the mood. And it plays as, as Lily sees how happy Serena and Dan are as she smiles down at them, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get. Is this like a double reveal? Like we show Cece is shown taking some pills. Is she actually sick after all or is she just taking like her old people pills? I think she was just like mixing pills and booze. It, it was like completely unrelated to what had to been happening in the episode. I think she just got 
fucked over so hard she's like uh i lost might as well just get twisted right now yeah i don't know it's so weird to <laughs> that's, just, what I, that's what i got from it it's so weird to just show this if it has nothing to do with anything i, I thought for a second like, is she taking pills because we're saying like we're alluding to oh maybe she actually is sick and she was actually lying about i don't that. know are there cancer pills even like i think people that have ca- like yeah i don't know just, like, i don't know what's going on edibles. but she's know. definitely taking some pills for some reason um as you said looks like uh blair and nate are finally sealing the deal and this is Chuck is so sad he's running away. And luckily, when you're rich, you can run away to the airport and fly somewhere to take your mind off things. Yeah, it's pretty. It's it's. I, I'm guessing we're not going to see from Chuck next episode unless we have like an only Chuck episode next week on like on his. And we see where he goes. His escapades. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so Chuck fun. says, "Take me to the airport," which is something that the rich kids can do. And we get a nice uh, closing monologue from Gossip Girl here, who says, "It's often said that no matter the truth, people see what they want to see." Some people might take a step back and find out they were looking at the same big picture all along. Some people might see that their lives have almost caught up to them. Some people may see what was there all along. And then there are those other people, the ones who run as far as they can so they don't have to look at themselves. And as for me, I can see clearly now. XOXO, Gossip Girl. And uh, that's the end of the episode. So I-, I guess I have to ask you for some predictions here. What What's going on here? What mm-hmm. What happens now with Rufus and Lily, first of all, now that this thing has that, been thrown like, see that that's why i had chills because i was like what does that even mean like this the, his, he just got back with his wife essentially and now so quickly after getting back together and being a happy family for two episodes long he essentially professes his love to his former like 90s lover yeah he's like this is different you didn't leave me like, for another guy on? you left me because of the inheritance and like this, this changes that yeah so uh do you i don't know do you think they're gonna try to you know get back together i think, next it, week? I think we're, we're, we're definitely at the very least going to shake things up with the old people love triangle mm-hmm. here um I don't now know. moving to the young person love triangle uh what's going on with the blair and nate and chuck of it all i think we, we, we might see like a, a small golden era for nate and blair here like they're kind of like happier than ever that is true in a weird way of way quickly and, quick and how's that gonna here, affect Chuck, uh, uh how's that gonna affect chucky now. boy Chuck's going to maybe become brooding Nate for a little while, and then a few episodes later, uh, Nate's going to screw it up because he's dumb, and they don't actually match up together, and Chuck will kind of try and swing back in there. When do you think that Nate is going to find out about the whole Chuck and Blair thing, if ever? Yes, I, I want that to happen soon. I'm hoping that happens within the next three episodes. Because that, that could ruin the old uh, Nate and Blair honeymoon yes, right that now. Is, yeah, I, I, that's what I'm hoping for. And uh, finally, are Allison's words going to stick with Jenny? Uh no. no, of course stop I don't it. Think has stop it. For that stop idiot. it. No, <laughs> Jenny doesn't give a shit about you, Allison. Jenny's no, no, gonna no. continue her ascent to the top. Especially, she just got the approval from from Blair to be to come back. Exactly. To the game, I'm looking so. forward to what what's going on there. Yeah, I'm into that. All right, let's get to my favorite segment: the user review of the week. Yes, and this one is from a uh, good old Martha Wilcox one eight three one, and oh, my favorite, big, big fan of these ones. I don't think I've read any of them on the podcast yet, but. Um, very funny thing about Martha Wilcox is she relates every single Gossip Girl episode, the ones she reviews, uh, to her experiences with the church. And she's always relating it back to the church. <laughs> and it makes you laugh every time. And I think this is the first one. I've, I had to finally uh, read one of them. All right. So she Great. it's a 10 out of 10 from um, Martha Wilcox. And she titles nice. it, True Gentlemen Are a Rare Breed. And she says, this is a really good episode. We begin to experience Dan's discomfort when he listens to high society people speak about traveling to Dubai, knowing that he hasn't been there and cannot contribute to the conversation. I know exactly how that feels with high society people in church, speaking and traveling (laughs) to Nepal, Dubai, and various other places that I haven't been to, 
all I could say was that I would be going to Yugoslavia soon. (laughs) (laughs) They slumming it in the Slavia. (laughs) Then there is the conversation that Cece has with Dan. She says to him, the way you feel never goes away. When you speak, people don't hear you. They never see you when they look at you. They wonder if you're a charity case or an extracurricular activity. Girls like Serena don't end up with Dan Humphrey. People like you turn into cocktail anecdotes of their youth. That is such powerful writing. Having come from urban urban society myself and entered into high society in the church, I have experienced talking to people who don't hear me and people looking at me without even seeing me. Some of them have looked through me and pretended as though they don't even know me. I think I've probably ended up as a cocktail anecdote about how the, they extended charity to someone from the inner cities. So poor Martha and her experiences with the church. Hopefully <laughs> wow, we'll get yeah. more on that next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to hear more about about this uh, character. And here. Martha, if you're a listener, I'm sorry for laughing at your struggles with the high society church. <laughs> I love your reviews. Okay. Where's our high society I church? Don't know. <laughs> that is Yugoslavia is so much worse than Nepal and Dubai. Uh, apparently, it is. Really... All I could say and was that Yugoslavia I would is like the, Bro- to... the Brooklyn of uh, the city. All I could say was that I would soon be going to Yugoslavia. Like the, the big reveal that she couldn't afford to go anywhere, but she can go to Yugoslavia. She could go there. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy all right next week we have i love you martha yeah. <laughs> yes martha we love you next week the episode is called roman holiday do you have any predictions roman holiday are we, ooh, are we gonna have a, a toga party <laughs> is that your official prediction yes uh all right well keep in mind roman is the name of the man that blair left eleanor uh blair's dad left eleanor for and uh, uh the little, the little hmm. preview says that blair's father comes home for the holidays with his boyfriend so we're finally going to get to see present day Harold Waldorf. Gotcha. Actually, I, I got to keep in mind that like the I think I'm worse at this part with the titles because um, I forget that the titles don't mean anything about the episode. I mean, they kind of do. Roman holiday. I mean, like, well, the Roman part, sure, but it doesn't tell you like what's it doesn't tell you anything about the plot. It just tells you like who might be there. You know, I guess high society does kind of too, but like I don't know, they're a little random. It's they're not as descriptive as other episode titles and other shows. Sorry. I don't know. You you really I have a hang up about part. these titles. I don't. The titles seem pretty self explanatory. They, they really bother me. They reference a movie or something else. They do some wordplay with it, and I think it does kind of describe some of them are better than some others. Some of them are better Blair than Waldorf others. Blair Waldorf must pie. That just like pie is a thing. Like, that's such a. She stretch. eats a pie in that episode. I guess that's just that's one thing. What do you want the title to be? Like all, what happens? You want the episode. title to be a a fucking paragraph long? <laughs> I don't know. I think they're just trying to make it too cute sometimes. Yeah, that's what they do. They make it too cute. That's the whole thing. All right, all right. All right. Let's, continue Let, to let's get them. into episode grades. I went first last week, all so right. you go first this week. It, you seemed like you really like this episode. What are you giving it? I love this. Is, this is my favorite episode of the series. This is, this is that's crazy. Hey, I loved it. I was so glad. We're, we're back. I think they're building and building and building, and they were getting better and better, and the Thanksgiving episode was such a drop-off for me. And, and like, you hated we're, my we're best, to, best episode last week. We're back week. to what? Yeah, we're back to what uh, I started liking this show for. Oh my god! Um, all I all I want is the parent <laughs> Triforce here. I I love the parent parental drama. Of course, um, I love like like you were saying earlier the, the power struggle is super interesting. Uh, this new character came in with a bang this episode. I will admit the Allison and Jenny plotline was probably the worst of the bunch, mm-hmm. but still like it had some interesting um, new looks as far as like Jenny hasn't had this sort of angstiness yet in this series so giving her a chance to do that explores another uh you know character trait of hers um so with it being the worst plot line it's still like not a bad one everything else like just really ties together super well and overall super gripping and i liked it so much that i forgot that i left 
like a new fresh cup of coffee on my Nespresso machine for 40 minutes. I was going to go grab it for the start of the show, and I was I was just immediately diving into this this app and loving it. And there is no higher praise than that. No higher praise. Yeah. If you forget to drink your coffee, that means you would love the episode. Yeah. So for me, I'm actually very torn over what to give this episode because I, I have conflicting thoughts. Uh, opposite of you, I thought this was a bit of a drop off from last week. I thought it, I, I liked some mm-hmm. of the stuff that happened, but I thought it, it just wasn't as fun as last week was. Um, I think everything with Cece and everything with Lily was amazing. Cece, iconic villain, and she has an amazing introduction in this episode. Everything with her manipulation and her power struggles with Lily and Dan and Serena and Rufus, fascinating to watch, obviously. I also love the Lily's arc in this episode, you know, to see her get some character development, actually care about Serena and finally accept Dan in mm-hmm. the end. Really warmed my heart. Loved loved her journey. Yeah. But everything else fell a little flat for me. Jenny and her mom, you mentioned, was the worst part. Just annoying to me. Nate falling back in love with Blair just comes completely out of nowhere that it was kind of hard to take seriously for me. And uh, mm-hmm. I didn't care about Carter coming back. Like you said, he was just kind of like a plot device. And uh, the Cotillion mm-hmm. scenes were pretty boring until the fight broke out. So... um. I will give it a B because I think the good stuff outweighs the bad stuff for me. So full full letter grade yeah. below you. I think I, I agree with that overall. Like the good stuff does outweigh the bad, and it. But to me, like the good is so good. Like mm-hmm. it, like I said, the first time I ever got chills in the series. Like I think the the drama for me really hit. Where last week that type of like you said, I guess melodrama is a good word for it. Doesn't hit for me, but this kind of power struggle and the love triangles are really they did a really good job of. Setting things up also for next week, too. Not even just, mm-hmm. like, this episode was good, but I feel like this is, is going to play more in the future. Like, I like the the brickwork they're laying down here for future episodes. Yeah, and that, that was the stuff I did really like in the episode. But there was just yeah. too much that I was just, like, not about for me to to give it in the A range. Gotcha. Um, who you got as an MVP for this episode? Well, like I said earlier, I had originally Nate penciled in. Uh, I'm glad I wrote it in pencil, not pen, because uh, <laughs> he did not lose his virginity, so no MVP for. And Nate. that is that is uh, something that's very important to you. If someone loses their virginity, oh, it is. I think I've, I think I've talked about it's an this automatic on, on this it's show an before. Automatic MVP. It is an automatic win. Um, but he, I mean, he still had a, good, had a good episode. He finally got to, I guess, bed is the word we're using this episode. Uh, he finally got to F. bed, Blair. F. Oh, he got to F. <laughs> if he was a millionaire, well, I guess he was a millionaire who would be betting, but whatever. Um, he gets an F. Uh, Chuck, I, sh- I should give him an MVP because I haven't given him one in a while. Of course, um, but he might <laughs> he might be contending for LVP with, with Jenny this episode. Um, I don't. There's a lot of actually like bad people in this episode. I don't know. No, no one had like an an, ex- an, an insane. I mean, we're I still in the MVP you. section, but it sounds like you're all here. I know. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm having a, a struggle I don't even here. know if, you if you've wanna... given the MVP yet. This, I mean... is, this is unprecedented, but I meant to have you go first. <laughs> and uh, maybe I'll, I'll copy you because I can't decide. Okay, so you have not. You are still undecided for MVP. <laughs> I'm undecided right now. Okay, so... I don't want to keep babbling about how I don't know. Okay, so. my MVP, um, a little tough because I really want to give it to Cece. Uh, because she has such a great first episode. Uh, I think if her master plan ended up working in the end, I would give it to her. But she does kind of ultimately fail here. So 
Um, right. I think Lily is the is my MVP here. Mm-hmm. I, I mentioned really enjoying watching her journey in this episode. Uh, she is one of the shining moments of this episode. I think she gives uh, she's she goes from someone we are rooting against in the beginning to someone we are rooting for by the end. Uh, and she has the great mm-hmm. scene with Serena and the great scene with Dan. And I, I even enjoyed her phone call with Rufus at the end, as you mentioned, it gave you chills. Uh, and she ultimately does the right thing and and got Dan to go back to the ball. So I, I have to reward her for that MVP, Lily. Okay. This might be the I, first well, I agree with MVP you. I'm giving to Lily. I don't know. I know Kirsten gave her. I, I agree MVP with you about the CC thing week. too. Um, but she like her fail. Her plan does fail, so I can't give her the MVP there. Also, she's like, like the way I, I mean, do. You my can. There are MVPs, there are no rules. I know, but like the way I I my criteria is that like if you're like a, a mean bad person, I'm gonna go LVP or like I don't know. I I might like I said copy you and go Lily because she. Was like she, her trajectory in this episode was straight up from like from bad to good by the end of the episode, uh, and her scene that she was in was my favorite of the series so far. I think that's that's enough uh, grounds to to give her MVP. Now this is why we switch the order every week, so you can't just copy me every time. But you switch the order <laughs> right. back just so you could copy. So me. that and I, and I said I was going to, and I was right. Also, your favorite scene of the series so far hasn't been uh, Howard overdosing. <laughs> No, it's the funniest scene. Not my favorite. Boy, oh boy. All right. So can you go first for the LVP at least, or do I have to go first with that one yes. as well? That I can do. Uh, we're going to have different answers on this one anyway. Um, Jenny, LVP. So, I, I don't even episode. know. I don't know how you can give it to Jenny. I mean, I'm not going to try to change your mind, but I don't know how you can give it to Jenny when she's not even the worst person in her own storyline. Well, because uh, Allison is just like... Because I, I, well, like we we talked about during this episode, I was kind of on Allison's side for majority of these arguments. Because you love parents, um, you I think, you're the kind of person you're going to become a parent, and once you have kids, you're going to be like, "You're grounded, you're grounded. Come to my art show. I hate you. You're grounded." <laughs> and that's you. Your power trip, like, power trip, rupple over here. You you're going to have kids just so you have someone to kick around all day. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what kids are for. Um, and I, I think Jenny's just like this is not what I like about Jenny, though. I think that my, that's my issue with this episode and her. Is I like when she is manipulative in like a, a way that's going to benefit her, and she's just like she's more just rude and mean to her mom. And like I don't like when people as she's to supposed to be. Parents, oh my god! You usually have their, your best. Their no, best, they usually best don't. Parents in, in usually suck, and you need to give them an attitude. And and she she deserves to give an attitude here because she hasn't done enough of that in the series. And she like you said, she's a sixteen year old girl. But this is just not my favorite. She's a fourteen year old girl. Oh, even better then. Okay. Uh, well, still, LVP for Jenny. Okay, so someone's got to stick up for Jenny, so I'm going to balance it out and give it to, of course, Allison again. I don't care if you think I'm lazy that I'm giving it to the same person again, but it needs to happen. She completely abandoned her family. Now she comes back, all of a sudden wants to make all the ground rules and demand her kids go to her stupid art show. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, Jenny, miss your big event, but you missed four months worth of big events for her, so get the fuck over it. She's making the rules. Uh-huh. She's grounding Jenny. Come on, get over yourself. And to ground Jenny for going but not Dan, again, I've brought this up many times, but what's going on here with this double standard? Just talk to your kids and be there for them instead of making demands and jumping to punishing them. Annoying. All caps, annoying. Fuck you, Allison. LVP. I, I, I know. I, I get it. I agree. Like, but like you said, it is a little bit lazy because like, this is just her character. This is who she is. Like, I, I don't expect anything more from her. She's just like, this is... I mean, maybe that is a good reason to give her LVP, but like, I think I'm just disappointed in Jenny this episode. I'm going to continue to dunk on her any chance I can get. You should. I, I, I don't disagree. And with that, let's take you to Lonely Boys Theater. 
You are now listening to Lonely Boys Theater. So, uh... That, that's a good pause for the music. <laughs> so you've, you've got the, uh, it pulled up on your wiki here? Do you want to be Lily or Serena? It's all pulled up. Um, I think usually the canon is that I'm Serena because I'm the, the beautiful blonde of, of the course. podcast. And I'm the older... Even though Lily's also beautiful blonde. I'm the older beautiful blonde. <laughs> all right, so I'll be... Yes, but I'll you're more Lily. experienced. And yeah. we, of course, are going to do the scene uh, between Lily and Serena where uh, Serena finally seems like uh, gets through to Lily here. So I guess I will... I have the first line here. Here we go. Take it away. Oh, you make a fool of the presenter, then you start a brawl. I mean, what's next, Serena? Girls gone wild? Serena Vanderwoodson wants to work for the Junior League and have two children? It's a society ball, Serena. You have to represent yourself well. How is it representing myself well if it's all lies? What happened to you between our talk and now? I did this because I knew how important it was for you and Grandma, and you said that if I did it, I could be myself. You didn't really want that. No, that's not entirely true. All you care about when people look at me is what they think of you. How am I supposed to accept myself if my own mother doesn't accept me? Oh, honey, of course I accept you. No. No, you don't. But let me tell you something. If I ever had those two children, I would never do this to them. I would accept them for who they are, including who they date, no matter what. And I'd make sure they damn fucking well knew it. Oh my goodness, Serena. You're right. You're absolutely right. And I'm going to call Dan right away. <laughs> and we're also moving this show to a different channel because you just said fucking up. <laughs> Yes, you didn't say the pre-approved F that you should have said. <laughs> All right, so uh, probably our best one yet. Uh, another oh. great addition to Lonely Boys Theater. Everyone loves it. Standing ovation. All right, you guys may be seated. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, you, what do you, you have to plug? Uh, well, way to go. I'm like, moving this along. We're, I guess we are trying to get these guys under like an hour and a half or so. So <laughs> You <laughs> so may be. Good job you, on your you, part. You may be. <laughs> um. I'm going to plug, as usual, the Hoppy Boys pod. Unless, like, if you wanted to jump down my throat and do that for me, you can. That's what you like to do. Um, no. It's a reference to last week. No? Okay. <laughs> uh, I just I just want to sound important, so I want to say it myself. So the, listen to the Hoppy Boys pod. Uh, follow us at the Hoppy Boys pod. Email us at the Hoppy Boys pod at gmail.com. And if you want to come chat with us, be a guest on the show, we'd love to hear from everybody, all of our, our new fans. Uh, wow. we, just we are opening up to viewers our... to be guests on the Hoppy Boys. Yeah, or listeners, we readers, had, uh, even. I are my well, my I talked about this uh, recently. How I gave out my phone number on a recent Hoppy Boys episode, and it came back to bite us because we had a listener call into the show. Uh, so listen to that. A, a random listener calls in, <laughs> and then we have uh, Macanish come on later in the episode. So uh, Mac a very Anish, good friend uh, of both of us. Guest. Mackinish, I've I've yes. long said that he is probably the funniest person I know, so I've not listened to the episode yet, but I'm very excited to. Yeah, it's a it's a good one. And hopeful future friend of the pod, Matt Ganesh. Yeah, hopefully. Um Your turn. Okay. Um That's all I gotta say. There's this show on Netflix that I've been watching that also stars Penn Badgley called You. Uh very good. Uh, yes i've heard great, everyone's talking about here. this yeah I, i've watched the first two episodes of the third season uh by the time this episode is released though um everyone will have already watched it um another show on, on netflix never have i ever that also has uh two seasons completed very good brendan have you watched the show yet uh no wow. i don't okay. know 
don't know, I tried to week. delay that, but yeah, tune in I just next week to see it. if to see if Brendan finally starts watching Never Have I Ever. But until then, all of you watch <laughs> Never Have I Ever because it's a great show. Um, yeah, listen to my episode of NGOG, which I've been plugging for a while now. Um, mm-hmm. I am also going to be on the Bitter Jurors podcast with Sam and Derek soon, talking Survivor. Very nice. Um, I've mentioned them before, but they are a queer survivor super fan podcast and they discuss the classic show that is survivor so everyone listen to them because they are they're they're the best out there they're doing it like good no one else does show. and good for them and they'll be on the show at some point i'm sure i'm trying to think of any future plugs i can have that's uh happening in november while uh you know what uh by the time this comes out taylor's version of red will be out so give that a listen yeah very, oh my god I very can't excited wait very excited for the 10-minute version of All Too Well. The 10-minute explicit oh version of All Too Well. Explicit? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. We're never going to be the Dirty same. I'm so, I, I am smiling just thinking about it. Oh, my God. I can't. I cannot wait. It's going to be a great week, honestly, because I think the same day um, the remake of Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Pearl come out. And I just pre-ordered that and got a giant holographic uh, Snorlax Pokemon card. So what a, what a day that's going to be. Yeah. So I'd like to plug that as well. Uh, Snorlax. <laughs> excellent all right uh that'll do it for plugs and that'll do it for us this week uh we another great episode um crushing it we'll be getting some more guests soon so uh stay tuned for that i believe next week is another uh another two-hander though for just me and brendan uh where we will be if you you, you can't stand these episodes just skip the ones where there's no no guests and move on to the good ones exactly um skip as many episodes as you want um (laughs) as long as you download them and and subscribe Uh, So, yes, we will be back next week to talk about Season 1, Episode 11, Roman Holiday. But until then, you know you love us. XOXO. Don't F with the Fers. Lonely boys. Lonely boys. Ah, there we go. I was going to say that if you didn't say it. Yeah, I didn't know where to put it in, but... You threw me off. (laughs) (laughs) We'll, We'll get it down. Escape to the extraordinary with Zion Ponderosa's exclusive Zion Plus experience. Immerse yourself in four nights of exhilarating adventure and unique lodging situated on the edge of Zion National Park. Day one, settle into your one-of-a-kind cabin, vacation home, or glamping tent. Unwind under the stars and prepare for an adventure-packed stay. Day two, set off on a guided hike through Zion's majestic canyons where you'll disconnect from everyday life to better connect with nature. On day three, crank up the adrenaline with a canyoneering experience or an ATV ride, or choose a serene horseback ride or Jeep tour through picturesque trails. And on day four, explore at your own pace. Discover Zion National Park's hidden gems or simply relax at the pool. Your Zion Plus adventure awaits at Zion Ponderosa. Four nights of discovery, excitement, and relaxation. Book now at zionponderosa.com. That's zionponderosa.com.